It's unnecessary roughness. Hands off to Jacob. Stutters to the right. Burst through the hole. 20, 25, 30. He's off to the races. Here in Seattle, nobody's going to catch him. 25, 20, 10. Ball game. Bye-bye, Josh. 86 yards in overtime to walk it off for a second straight week. Touchdown, Raiders. Victory, Las Vegas. I have nothing to say. Oh, my goodness. Let's go home. (laughs) This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Here we go. Kicking off hour number three of the show. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And probably one of my two favorite moments from the 2022 season. The walk-off from Josh Jacobs and who didn't love the walk-off from Chandler Jones. One, the walk-off from Chandler Jones I had never seen in my life. Never seen anything like that. So I had no idea what to even think of that. That was something I'm sitting in the press box watching that as it unfolded thinking, what in the world did I just see? I'm looking around the press box and people's just jaws were open. Like, what in the world was that? Does that count? Is that real? Like, there was there was a... A moment of disbelief. I think Ed Graney, who sits in front, he sits in the first row. I sit in the second row. And then there's a third row in the press box. Ed Graney kind of looked over his shoulder and looked at me. Eyes got big. Like, he almost had that look on his eyes. Like, did that happen? So I looked at him. And then I turned back and I looked, I think, at Mark McMillan in the third row. And I was like, did that just happen? Like, we all were waiting for someone to confirm what happened. So Chandler Jones, that was a hell of a play. That obviously walk off by Josh Jacobs. That was in Seattle. Wasn't at that game. I was actually at Mama Q's house. Uh, myself, Vegas Jeff, Jess, the wife, uh, you know, family and friends were over at Mama Q's house. We were watching it. Didn't have any idea how that game was going to end. Had a couple of moments that we were angry at Foster Morrow because he had put the ball on the ground. It's like, man, damn it, Foster catch the ball. And he had a you know tendency to do that throughout the course of the, the year in 2022. And then all of a sudden, Josh Jacobs houses that one and takes it to win the game. And again, we kind of all looked around. We looked at the at the field to see if we saw any yellow hankies because, well, normally when there's a big play for the Raiders, there's a yellow hanky on the on the field. There weren't were none. And I was like, Lincoln Kennedy, let's go home. <laughs> let's go home. That was fun. Let's go home. Just a few of the highlights, but I think those were the two biggest moments to me. I know Devontae had the walk-off in Denver, and the Raiders got on a roll for a minute, right? Did they win like three in a row, walk-off style? Thought, okay, they're turning the corner. Here comes this team. Look out now. That's why it's so funny, man, thinking about this team. That's why you know they have the ability. You don't win three walk-offs in a row without being a good team, right? I mean, you don't just luck into, into walk-offs. I mean, that Devontae play in Denver, I was just awesome. It wasn't even it – was, it wasn't it was no, like, luck to it. It was just a well-designed play and a great route ran by Devontae. And everyone there in Denver, <laughs> as that ball's floating, everyone I, – I know that feeling. When you see that guy wide open and that ball floating to him, you're thinking, oh, blank. This is about to end, and it's about to end bad. You start thinking about what cuss word you're about to say while the ball's in the air. <laughs> I guarantee that's what the folks at Denver were thinking. They were every word that they had was coming out their mouth bad. Three seconds feels yeah. like four minutes. Right, exactly. And the only thing as a Raider fan you could think while that ball's in the air and Devontae's wide open is don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't overthrow him, don't overthrow him, don't overthrow him. Because we've seen those kind of things happen as well. Not just talking with the Raiders, but in sports in general or NFL in general. Seeing that play where it's like, man, he's right there. And then something happens. But, yeah, I mean, those were some great thrilling moments that the Raiders had in 2022. Can they build on stuff like that, on those winning moments? 
I remember Max Crosby talking about that. I, I believe that was on maybe the Bustin' with the Boys podcast when he said that, you know, team had some momentum, had had all these walk-offs in a row, were feeling good about themselves, and then whatever that next game was was just like womp, womp. And then it just kind of went down from there. And, well, we all know how it ended up resulting in the end of the season, 6-11 and 11 overall. 404 is the time, 702-365-9200. like to hear from you both on the don'tbebroke.com text line and the phone lines. Uh, who we got up, Ari? Just win Wendy. Just win Wendy, one of our favorites. Should have told me immediately I would have got her up. Just win Wendy, what's on your mind? How you doing? Happy, happy July. We made it to July. I can't believe it. We made it to July. We're almost there. It's almost training camp. Yeah. Well, I love I love that little uh, little uh, item on Andy Dalton because it kind of made me laugh. And um, you know, I've we've seen Andy Dalton. I've seen Andy Dalton play over the years. And yeah, he's he's competent. I think that was a really good <laughs> word you came up with. Competent. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I think I think he's in the top forty. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, somewhere between 36 and 38, maybe on the list. Right. But, you know, yeah. And But there's nothing wrong with him feeling that way. No, I mean, no. I, I think it's great. That's the way you, you self-talk and you keep yourself going. But um, but let's get to the, the bad news. And that is the Josh Jacobs problem. And uh, I'm just... It just it just makes me angry, and I realize I'm not in the building. I don't know the talks that are going on. I don't know what's being offered. I don't know what's being refused, but it still bothers me so much that there hasn't been an offer that looks good good enough for Josh to take. Because it's like he worked so hard this year. Mm-hmm. He did so much. How's that going to motivate him or any other running back? When they're out there giving their all and they he gets FedEx player of the year and he's like the incredible, incredible work he did all year, including preseason, which didn't even count on his numbers. I wish he'd add in some of those um, yards and see where it came out. But it's like, how is he going to be motivated when, when they're just like saying, okay, yeah, you did good here. You get just what everybody gets. You get the franchise tag. Right. And it just it just really bugs me. So, you know, I'm 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 pulling for him. I'm saying a prayer, you know, that something comes through because I really, really want him to get what he deserves. And it whatever something more than ten, you know, just mm-hmm. maybe ten point five. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven maybe, you know. Right. I, I don't know. Just something more. Maybe maybe a a signing bonus or something because he works so hard. And I just, I just can't believe that anybody would be motivated to play for a team that doesn't even recognize how hard you work. Yeah, no, I get it. Great call. Just, just, just win Wendy right there. Great call. Definitely appreciate you. And yeah, I get it. And Josh, the thing about Josh Jacobs is it's not like he's one of those guys you don't root for, right? It'd be easy to say, who cares if he was a guy that, that wasn't a fan favorite. But he's just one of those guys. We all know his story. We all know his struggles coming up. We all know what his dad did for him and his his siblings. And it's so, it's like that story, right? I mean, and we as fans, and I and I put myself in that category. We as fans get caught up a lot of times in the storyline and the person that is. And even Adam Hill, when he joined, he's like, "Hey, I love Josh Jacobs. He's my guy." And you know, I I, I say the same thing. Anytime I see him, it's a great conversation. He's a he's a real good dude, humble dude. Ever since he before he was even drafted, he's been a humble dude. Right. But you just you root for guys like that. And so that's what makes this even more difficult. If he was a guy that people just didn't like because he rubbed them the wrong way for one reason or the other, it'd be easy to be like, eh, well, whatever. 
<laughs> right? I mean, it's just it's just that simple. Because the dude is a guy that I mean, if you don't like Josh Jacobs, I don't know what's wrong with you. Right? I mean, he's just he's just that guy. So that's that's what makes it even more difficult. I hope he gets what he deserves as well. The question is, and I'm like you just when Wendy, I'm not in the building. I'm not there for negotiations. I don't know what's been offered, and I don't know what hasn't been offered. I don't know what Josh Jacobs wants. The question is, what does he deserve is what is always going to kind of resonate with, you know, everybody. Because, again, it's the running back position, and running backs just aren't valued like they should be. But you can chime in just like just when Wendy did at any point of the show at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r Now, this morning on the morning tailgate here on Radio Nation Radio 920 is Clay Baker and Lindsey Brown. Vinny's on vacation right now uh, getting a little bit of R&R. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, Case Case Kiefer was on, and uh, he does a really good job. I always mess with Case when I see him at the at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Really good dude. And Lindsey had asked him a question, and he's always really talking about sports and talking about the Raiders and football. But he's always talking kind of at a at a gambling and a and a betting type of an angle. And so Lindsey had asked him a question about if he had to bet on a, on a certain part of the team being better in 2023, what would it be? Here's what Case had to say. I think I would bet on the pass rush being a lot better than last year. Um, you know, I, I think uh, we, we saw what Max Crosby did. He, he was unbelievable. I, I think he could be even better. I still think he probably hasn't hit his ceiling. I know he'd say that. Um, and I think the way Chandler Jones came on late in the season, I, I know there were a lot of concerns with, with how he looked for most of the year. And, you know, maybe he's never going to be what he once was. But I think he did get a little bit unlucky. I think that, uh, you know, having Tyree Wilson around, maybe he unlocked something there. I, I just can't see, you know, I think we got to like week 12 or 13 before they moved out of last place in the NFL and, uh, um, uh, pressure rate or sack rate. Mm-hmm. I just I don't see that happening again. I think they're going to get after the quarterback a little bit better for for a positive one on the Raiders. How many sacks do they have last year? What's the ballpark last year? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. So mm-hmm. if I put the over under on thirty five team sacks, would you take the over or the under? Ooh, thirty five. You're, you're good at uh, you're good at on the spot odds making. That, that's oh, right on. Jump eight, but you had another uh, like gift. Said, I'm, I'm I'm being positive for the uh, silver and black this morning. So. Uh, <laughs> Why not take a gamble and say over? I think maybe more in the uh, uh, lower 30s might be a fairer price with what they did last year. But, hey, I said they're going to be better, so I'll stand by it and say they uh, they get more to the middle of the league as far as uh, a number of sacks. 27 clearly is not enough, especially when Max Crosby had 12 and a half himself, right? 12 and a half for him. Chandler Jones had four and a half. So, uh, you, you know, you put that right there. That's already 17, and they only had 10 more as a as a team. So I throw it out there, and Case said, you know, around he said lower thirties, but you know, kind of went on the over of the of the thirty five number. What number should they have? Like, what should be the target? And, and this is why I asked the question because when I look at turnovers, and I've been very, very, as a matter of fact, when it comes to turnovers and particularly interceptions, they just don't do it. They had six last year, so I'm I'm gonna put the number, and I'm gonna talk about it all year long. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn who doesn't. I'm going to. I threw the number 20, just like Eric Allen said. I threw the number 20 on the board, and I want to see. That's the target number for me. The Raiders need to strive to get 20 interceptions in 2023. That, that's just me. I'm not saying they're going to, but that's what they need to get. So I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200 in the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r What do they need to get? What should that target number be? I like, I like numbers. I like having targets. I like having goals. Right? Two things could happen with goals. You can meet them or you can't meet them. You know, you can meet them, exceed them, or you can get under. But at least you have something to, to strive for. 
So what should the number be? What should they be looking for? If they had 27 sacks as a team last year and the Philadelphia Eagles had 70. Now, that's extreme, right? Every team's not going to have 70, but that's just, just let's throw it out there. What is a reasonable number of team sacks that this Raiders team should have? Ari, I know that you know you 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 might not deep dive, and, and I know you're trying to do no, your I like numbers. You're though. trying to do your uh, your your best Doogie Howser impersonation <laughs> over there, trying to do some numbers. I got one. So you add the two together, it's 97. Cut that in half. Can can you manage 40? What is that? 48 and a half. So call it 48. Wow, you we'll did that off. math quick. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, at you finally things. found something that you're yeah, good at. I gotta get this clock right. I gotta have good math. Math Olympics. Yeah. Over there. So there you go. How's that? So 70 is extreme. 20, 23 is it? 27. 27. Yeah. Not so great. So how about? I guess is that the uh, the average of the two? So hell, I'll take 40. All right. So that over. that might. So okay. So this is this is what it should be. Then this would be the target goal. This will be the unnecessary roughness. Raider Nation Radio goal Dude. for the Raiders defense in 2023. Okay, no, we'll, we'll do that. I'll put a graphic up on the wall here. I'll find somebody. Do it. I think Sylvia's on vacation or maybe she quit. I don't know. Where, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She didn't quit. I think she's on vacation like everybody else. When she comes back, I'll get her to get some kind of creative poster or something on the wall, and we'll, we'll notch them. We'll notch them. I like it. All right, we'll do some kind of contest around here. Might have a sponsor too. I'll yeah. work on that since you're you don't need an agent. You don't need to be your own agent. We've I don't need another this. job. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just gonna get sponsored. I'm yeah, take yeah. care of it. No, we need to. We need to put a graphic on the wall. We'll say forty sacks, twenty picks. How about that? It's good. It's good go. I, I'm inspired. As I mean, a, what not? I'm right? not on the field. Thank goodness. No, I know. I mean, look. <laughs> but again, the worst good. thing. The worst thing that can happen is they just don't get it. And it ain't going to hurt us. It ain't going to hurt them either. But I think that Patrick Graham, if you're listening, hey, Pat, yo, Pat, if he's listening, he should walk in day one of training camp with the numbers on the wall. He should. Old man Willie Shaw used to do it. And the only reason I know that is not because I was in the locker room, but Eric Allen told me. He said it multiple times. We used to have a number on the wall, and we always wanted to compete to see who was going to lead the team in picks, who was going to lead the team in sacks. You know what competition does? It makes you want to work harder. Writing out your goals, too. That's a big one just yeah, in general. Right. So having it there facing you every day and you're short. That's what I'm saying. Think about that number all day. You should be obsessed with it, yes. Man, if I'm in the secondary, if I'm a linebacker, if I'm on the defensive side of things, I got 40 and 20 in my locker. Every time I open up my locker, I see those numbers staring me in my face, 40 and 20. When I got this job here, talk about goals, I went on the radio and said, I give myself six months I'll be working in Las Vegas. In six months I'll be in Las Vegas. I missed it by 10 days. 10 days. That's it. But the goal was there. And so exactly. I fought tooth and nail every single day to make sure that I made the, made the, made the goal. Because that, that job wasn't it. <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't going to make it too much longer. It was, was I was going to get, get them. <laughs> Look, dog, I was going to get them or they were going to get me. <laughs> right? And I didn't want to get got. Simple as that. I didn't want to get got, so that might be what's going on in Josh's mind right now. I mean, to an extent, you could be right. He might be. He could be saying they're either going to get me or I'm gonna get them. That that's 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 a great point. I again, I'm gonna find a way to put it up on the wall, and we will make sure we notch every single one. Forty sacks, twenty picks. You do that. If you get anywhere near those two goals. How much better is your defense going to be? Now that number I don't have, but yes. No, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Several percent. It's going to be a higher. lot better. Yes. Heck yeah. Just with the sacks alone. 
Because if you get the sacks, what are you going to have? Second and long, third and long, off the field on third down, right? I mean, that's that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. 27 is not going to cut it. Six is not going to cut it. And I know that those are, if you if we go back, and this is what you can't do, and this is what they can't do, they can't look at those numbers. <laughs> they can't look at 27 and six and be like, well, that's way too many to get. I can't get 14 more interceptions. That's, that, that cannot be, they can't look at that. They have to go in there with a clear mind like, all right, 20 picks, here it comes. We're going to get it. I'm getting Amik Robertson, I'm going to get my hands on the ball. Nate Hobbs, I'm going to get my hands on the ball. Trayvon Merrick, when the ball hits me in my hands, I'm going to catch it. Right? Max, I'm going for 20 sacks. I got 12 and a half, I'm going for 20. Said he wants to be a Hall of Famer. You know, you know what Hall of Fame numbers are? 18, 17, 20. Numbers like that. 15, Defensive Player of the Year. Whatever. I know, I know he's... I know he's striving for it. I don't doubt right now that he's got all kind of numbers, probably higher than I even said. He's probably got all kind of different motivating numbers and images that that he's trying to work for. A guy like Chandler Jones, I'm sure at one point probably did too. He's also got over 100-something career sacks. I'd be trying to out to beat Max Crosby. Right. That would be the goal right there. No doubt. Why not? Because you probably can't. So. Exactly. And that's why when Max says that after practice – He's out there running gassers. He's out there still practicing. And he said, and, and, and you can't pick and choose when you, you work extra after practice. You're either part of the club or you ain't. So if you're going to do it one day, you do it every day. If you ain't going to do it every day, don't do it one day. Don't half-ass it. Don't be a roller coaster, right? Don't let it be one day you're a three and the next day you're a ten. You can't do that. That doesn't work in life. Got a text from the, on the don'tbebroke.com text line at two, uh, uh, two, from the 209. Oh, it's Poncho again. What up, Q? It's Poncho. Max getting 15, Chandler getting 10, and Tyree getting 8. With that alone, I'm going with 47 sacks and 18 picks. I mean, right, if they just, if they just put those numbers that Poncho put up there, and I'm not a mathematician, so I can't all of a sudden just calculate, but, I mean, you're looking at 25 right there, and then 8 is what, 30, 33. So, yeah, there you go. So, I mean, you're already on the way there. You're already cooking. Reasonable numbers. But why we go with 18 picks? Why don't you just go with 20? Round it off. <laughs> why, can't, why can't we make the numbers even? <laughs> this is who I work for, everyone, right there. <laughs> uh, Charlie in Montana said, I think it should be 45 sacks and 20 turnovers. Okay. The thing about it is, the reason I said 20 picks is because I want that to be separate. If you get 45, 46, even 40 sacks, you know what you're going to get? You're going to get some strip sacks along the way as well. So you're going to get some turnovers as well. So that's why I said the picks, I want that to be a focal point too. Six interceptions. Not, there's guys in the league that will get more than six interceptions next year. Right? I mean, I saw a stat, and we talked about it on the show. What, Thomas Howard, rest in peace, was the last guy for the Raiders to get over six sacks or over six interceptions in a season? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. And I know that there was, you know, Reggie Nelson had his time. But from the numbers I looked at, Thomas Howard was the last guy to go over six. It's a long time. It's a long time. That's why there's conversations about Marcus Peters. Because you know what the one thing Marcus Peters will do? Get his hands on the ball. Now, he'll get burned, but he'll get his hands on the ball. Jim from Yonkers hit us up. Dolbybroke.com text sign. Two and a half sack average per game comes out to about 42 or 43. Question about Jimmy G. Shouldn't there have been a follow-up exam by now uh, by now on the foot? Or maybe there was, and the info has not been disclosed. Almost four months since the surgery and no news. Thank you. That's from Jim from Yonkers. Yeah, everything I'm hearing about Jimmy G, 
is that he's on track to be ready for the beginning of training camp, which is now 20 days from today. That's first practice. But we'll know. I mean, the veterans report on the 25th, right? So, I mean, we're not there. They're not – they don't have to give us any news at all. They let us know the dates, the dates that will be available. Maybe on the 25th they'll have, they'll have a, a, a presser, but the first day of practice is not till 26th. So we'll know for sure that at least on the 26th that will be obviously the first question. One, will he be out there? Two, if he's not, when is he going to be out there? So that's that. Uh, and two and a half sack average per game because out to 42 and 43, fine. Go out there and average two and a half sacks then. Average, hell, while you're at it, average three. I'm not tripping. 420 is the time. We'd love to hear from you. 702-365-9200. Wbroke.com. Text line 69187. Keyword R&R. What should the number be? Let's, get, let's, let's, let's throw some unnecessary roughness. Radio Nation Radio 920 numbers up on the board. How many sacks? How many interceptions? For the Raiders defense in 2023. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. All I keep hearing is you don't expect it over the weekend, even. Like, this is probably leaning into next week and maybe longer. If you threw somebody like you know, Brooklyn in there, okay, nobody wants the Ben Simmons contract, but they can throw five firsts in there. You can start to get into teams like Utah, which has a whole boatload of picks and some interesting young players if you want to go back. I'm just curious if he's really willing to do that or if it's Miami or bust. We're going to be talking about this for a while, man, because I'm just not sure how you make that deal work. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. The voice there of Kurt Heelan from NBCSports.com at Basketball Talk on Twitter. He'll be joining us in a matter of minutes. He was talking about the Damian Lillard trade, the potential of him going to Miami, and right now he doesn't see how that trade makes sense and how it gets done for Portland to send Dame to Miami. Uh, Miami has, or not Miami, yeah, Miami uh, has that trade exemption as uh, they picked, what, Victor Oladipo went to the Thunder, so they get a little bit of a trade exemption, get a little bit of cash, but uh, yeah, still don't really quite know how they could put something together to make that deal go where Dame wants to go, which is Miami. So we'll see how that shakes out. We'll talk to Kurt Heelan from NBCSports.com in a matter of minutes, but we've been talking about defense. We've been talking about Josh Jacobs. We've been talking about a lot of different subjects here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness this afternoon. Rob in Oakland uh, hit us with a really good text. As a matter of fact, before we get to that text, I wanted to go back from the to the text with the 209. Uh, this text said, uh, here we go. What was it? Where was it? Because I, I asked him a question, and he's following it up, so I want to make sure I get this right. And now I don't. Oh, here it is. Uh, the text from the 209. Oh, Poncho. He said, uh, Max getting 15, Chandler getting 10, Tyree getting eight. With that uh, alone, I'm going 47 sacks and 18 picks. So my question was, well, why 18? Why don't we just round it up to 20? That'd be all good. <laughs> and, and, and on top of that, it'd be the number that I threw out there. So there's that. But then he responded and said, I went with 18 picks because I'm expecting more strip fumbles this year. Something that's very important. And thank you for uh, that, that follow-up text, Poncho. I do appreciate you because, yeah, that's something that I thought the Raiders were going to get a lot of last year. I really thought that Chandler Jones, who's very good at that, he's been doing that his whole career, getting strip sacks. And I thought that that was an element of the, the game that he was going to bring and kind of show Max and show all the rest of the defensive linemen how to the art of the strip sack. It's not just, you know, you get lucky and do it. I mean, it's something that you consciously try to do. So I thought that was going to happen a lot in uh, 2022, and it did not. So uh, if, if the Raiders are able to get more of that, and obviously the more pressure they get on the quarterback, the better chances they have of that. That, that could be a possibility. So thanks so much for that text, uh, Poncho. Thanks for uh, following up. 
Now, quickly to Robin Oakland's text, and he always has some really good stuff to say. He said, I agree with Raider Mac. J.J. gives us toughness, which has been frequently missing on poor Raiders teams. He must be angry at the offers he's receiving, and I can't imagine that won't sour him to the front office and the team. Then he said, Mark didn't hire Dave Ziegler to do popular things. Mark hired him to do winning things. Right now, teams win behind great quarterbacks and not good running backs. The win... The wins and quarterback of the future haven't yet come, but managing the rest of the roster is part of the building process. I don't want J.J. to feel disrespected, but I'm really tired of losing to KC and other teams. I hate. I hope they work it out, but for the sake of the team, I'd rather Josh budge than the front office budge. That's Rob in Oakland, and you bring up good points, especially when you say Mark didn't hire DZ to do popular things. He hired him to do winning things. We'll get back to that conversation in a matter of minutes, but join us now on the phone lines from NBCSports.com is Kurt Heelan. And Kurt, thanks so much for your time. We do appreciate you. And we heard you just a few minutes ago on the Brother from Another uh, podcast talking about the Dame Lillard uh, trade and potential to the Miami Heat where he wants to go. And you basically said, if we're talking about it's Miami or bust, we're going to be talking about this for a long time because it just doesn't seem like it could work right now. What are your thoughts on the potential of him going to Miami? That's still where things are headed. Look, it's the NBA. When stars want to go somewhere, they they tend to get there, man. Like it's just it's kind of the way of the league. Um, they're still pushing for it. They have not seemed to open up to any other possibilities. So as long as, like I said, as long as he's pushing for that, this is going to. I've been told probably drag out into next week. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it it it's not. This is going to be, end up being at least three, maybe four team deal, and somebody somewhere is going to have to give and throw in a pick that they want. Um, it ultimately comes down to this: they, the Blazers don't want Tyler Hero back because they've got Anthony Simons, who's basically the same player on basically the same contract. They don't need they don't need him, so they want to move him. But like every time you try to get somebody else involved that third team has their own interest. You know, Brooklyn could step in and do it, but they'd like you to take Ben Simmons, and <laughs> that might be a worse contract. Right. How would you like $78 million of Ben Simmons for the next two years? Like, no, thank you. So, so, so it's just going to take a while for everybody to find a deal that works and find, a, again, three or four teams to make this whole thing come together. What are your thoughts on the report about his agent calling around teams and saying, hey, don't try to make a trade for my guy. He wants Miami. He does not want you. A, I'm sure that happened. Uh, B, that's really not that uncommon. That kind of saber rattling mm-hmm. is both kind of the norm and doesn't really impact teams. I mean, it, it, this isn't the Bradley Beal situation where he had a no trade clause and that had weight, or even a situation sort of like James Harden, where he's a free agent. You know, wherever he lands, it's a one year rental. He's going to be a free agent next summer. Um, if he's telling you he's not going to resign there, then I mean, sure you can take the Kawhi Leonard in Toronto leap, and I think that kind of worked out for them. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, you can take that leap, but you know what's coming. Um, Lillard's under contract for four years past this, and, right. and like two hundred million, but like more than two hundred million, but like he's under contract. So ultimately, if they want to send, him, they're not going to send him to Sacramento. But like, if Sacramento put the best offer on the table, they can just do it. Yeah, no, that's true. And it, it, 
that would that would be a heck of a uh, a place for him to land. I, I saw the report today <laughs> about you know the the he would have been interested in the Warriors, but they went and got CP3. And I'm like, of course. Now that of course that's done. Now that report comes out that he would have been interested in Golden State. So say he gets his way and he ends up in Miami some some way somehow. How much better does it make that Heat team? We saw what they did in the finals. How much better does that make them? I think it makes them really dangerous just because as you watched in the finals and, and even in some of the earlier rounds, except Boston couldn't execute it well enough, you could load up on Jimmy Butler. He was basically their lone shot creator, especially with Tyler Hero out. Gabe Vincent and, and uh, Caleb Martin did an amazing job filling into that role. Um, but that's, that's not their primary, you know, they're secondary guys in an ideal world. Now, I'd be more worried about Dame in the clutch than would Jimmy Butler. It makes them really tough to guard. They would just have to be, they'd be kind of where um, the Phoenix Suns are right now, which is, man, they're stacked up top. Mm-hmm. But can they get enough depth around them to win? I think Phoenix did a really good job this offseason. Miami keeps pulling the Gabe Vincents and Max Struces and Caleb Martins out of the world. But, like, can they do that again one more year and then have enough around these guys to win? Kurt Heelan from NBCSports.com is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. You mentioned Gabe Vincent. He signs that uh, that contract with the L.A. Lakers. How much have the Lakers improved their roster, or have they, since we saw them get swept by the Nuggets? I think they've gotten better. I think they've just gotten – you know what the good thing is that they did? It's like they didn't do a thing Laker management can get sucked into that Lord knows the Knicks got sucked into for a lot of years, which is we've got – I mean – they made the conference finals. They looked good. They got beat down by a better Nuggets team. And the reaction to that sometimes for teams that can get stars like the Lakers is, you know what we need? We need another star. <laughs> and they didn't leave. By the way, Kyrie Irving's sitting courtside. He can solve all our problems. Um, thank God they didn't lean into that, right? Like mm-hmm. they, went and, they just went and got quality, better role players. They bring back D'Lo on a much more reasonable contract. Uh, I love the Gabe Vincent pickup. Uh, they they get Reeves back on a again the max they can give him, but still a probably under market value contract. I think they had a really good off season. I will add this just to piss off Laker fans. I will add this. <laughs> I'm not sure that their peak, the Lakers' peak, even with LeBron and Anthony Davis, is as high as the peak of of Denver. It's as high as the peak of maybe Phoenix if their bench comes together like. Maybe not the Warriors if everything kind of clicks for them with Chris Paul. There's questions there, but if they get it together. I'm not sure the Lakers' best beats the best of other teams, but they're going to be very good. They're going to be in the mix, and if those teams aren't at their peak, the Lakers are better poised to make a run at it. So James Harden is in Philadelphia. I thought he was going to end up in Houston. Houston goes out and they spend some money. They bring in some free agents. Where does James Harden land, and who gets dealt first, Dame or James? Dame, first off. Like and, and part of that is that, like, if you're the Clippers and you're one of those teams on the outside looking in at the Dame Lillard sweepstakes and you may not be able to win it, but if I'm Lawrence Frank and company, I'll wait. <laughs> I'll right. wait because Dame Lillard right now is a vastly superior player to James Harden. Just where they are in their mm-hmm. careers right now, Lillard is still top 15 minimum player in the NBA, all NBA last year. 32 points a game and, and just playing at a higher level than, than, than uh, James Harden is. And should we put this delicately, 
may have taken better care of his body over the years <laughs> than James Harden. Um, yep. So, like, you you wait that out because the Harden thing isn't going anywhere. Um, and that's – so I think Lillard gets dealt first. The Clippers are the most logical destination, but they also know they're the only one, and it's a rental, so – it's going to be an argument over whether, like, Terrence Mann gets thrown in the deal. Um, and I will say this. We've seen Daryl Morey wait this out, right? Mm-hmm. Did it with, he did it with Ben Simmons. Like, um, Speaking of Ben Simmons, like, remember, that guy, he wasn't, he didn't show up to camp, basically. I mean, he was there for a day and was a distraction. Didn't play at the start of the season, and he just waited and waited and waited. And it hurt the team. They didn't have some of that depth until he got the offer he wants. I He's comfortable being uncomfortable. This could drag out into next season. If you told me that Harden starts next season as a member of the Sixers, I wouldn't be shocked. I know it doesn't matter this offseason, but next offseason, are we talking about Tyron Lue possibly being one of those guys that teams are throwing all kind of money at and trying to trying to serenade him to, to go coach their team? Yes. Uh, he, is, he is desired around the league. Um, as one of the top coaches, and I don't think it's any. I don't think I'm breaking any news here. Like, but if you're around him at all, he was incredibly frustrated last season with mm-hmm. just who could play when and where and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I, if they have another season like that, you know, we'll see what happens with the Clippers. But if it's not out of the question, now Steve Ballmer's got. Um, the money to make that a much harder right. decision to hear it. Like, so it's easy for me to say that sitting here, but I don't think it's out of the question. Kurt Heelan from NBCSports.com is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. It was just announced yesterday about the tournament coming to, to Vegas, right where we're at in December, uh, the in-season tournament. What do you think of that? What do you, you know, how, what, how does it benefit uh, the NBA? They're just trying to drum up um, excitement in the regular season and particularly this first part of the regular season, right? Because for for a lot of fans, for more casual NBA fans, and, and but sports fans in general, what's the rule, right? NBA season starts at Christmas. Christmas, yep. Yeah, right. Like at, and and as it, and, and look, I can tell you from my traffic, part of it's that there's an All Star game and a trade deadline, but like interest in the league really starts to ramp up as football, as the attention of sports fans moves from you know, football to, to the NF, uh, to the NBA and, and other sports. They're trying to drum up interest. They're trying to sell that early part of the season. That's the hope. I don't know. We'll see. I look. This is these, these kind of mid-season tournaments are. I don't know how you feel. Like it's baked into. I'm a soccer fan. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. It's kind of baked into European soccer that there's an FA Cup and a Champions League and, a, and on and on. Right. There's these all these extra cups and and things to chase in the middle of the season. But here for us, that's just not how we view things because there's a playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't have those midseason. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will do really well. And maybe the real hope for the league is that it's not a jaded fan base that gets it. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that like Celtics fans or even Lakers fans would be all that into it. Maybe right. I'm wrong. But if it's the Kings fans, yeah, it might be really into it. Like, so I'm a little, but I'm really curious. My, my gut is that it's not going to go over well. But I just may be old and jaded. How much of it is the NBA as Summer League gets underway tomorrow and everyone is here right now in Vegas excited about Summer League action? How much of it is just the NBA wants to be here in Vegas? 
that look, it's the best place to put it, simply because a the, the league has the relationship there. People want to be there. It's also is the easiest player to com- place to convince players to go to in the middle of winter. Like a, you can go have a good experience, and b, if I don't know, Philadelphia or Toronto makes this, you know, makes the Final Four. Heck yeah, I'm happy to be out of cold weather in December. <laughs> and go to- Go to Vegas, man. Right. Yeah, that's it's that's going to be interesting. Again, Kurt Healing is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. We're talking all things NBA. As I mentioned, Summer League gets underway tomorrow. Of course, Victor Wimbenyama is the one that everyone wants to pay attention to. Brandon Miller, they're going to square up. Uh, and it's already sold out, right? I went and picked up my yeah. credential today. It's it's crazy. The city is bananas. What are your expectations for Victor? Because right now we know the expectations from the fan bases are so large for him. Yeah, if he's not MVP his first year, he's failed. Right. No. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's how they feel. That's how they feel. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It's funny because when you look back at, like, LeBron's rookie season, and you're like, he wasn't an all-star. They won 35 games. Like, this is the this is the Warriors. They're not – I mean, the Warriors. I mean, this is the Spurs. They're not going to – they're not going to fast play this. They're not going to be – they're not – I know there's been talk like, hey, they have the pieces. They could go get Lillard. They're not going to go get Lillard. <laughs> They're not going to – different timelines. They're not going to play that game. This will be a little bit of a slow build. Um, not terribly slow if one beyond is as good as we hope and expect, but a little slower than that. So we'll see. I'm curious to see what he can do in summer league. I, just, I have, like everybody else, I'm, I'm out there tomorrow morning to pick up my credential. <laughs> I am excited to see this game, you know. Um, I'm, I haven't seen him in person. Right. But the expectations are through the roof. And in Summer League, just some highlight plays, man, because it's, it's a glorified pickup game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Summer League is not always the best basketball. Right. Uh, but it's, you know, if he can go out there and just, I don't think they wanted to play him, but I think the league pressured them, him, them a little to, you know, I don't know that for sure, but that's my sense. Mm-hmm. Just the hype machine is so high. Right. And it's, it's hey, just keep it going. Play a, I mean, what's the under over two? two right. Games? Yeah, at the most. <laughs> at the yeah, most. Exactly. Right. So, I exp- like get the hype machine going. You know, I, I was about to say sell some season tickets, which is, you know, like what Orlando was trying to do with Paolo Bancaro a year ago. I don't think that's a problem in San Antonio right now. No, no, I don't <laughs> think so either. I think the San Antonio Spurs fan base is very excited about uh, Wimby. And so on the other side of that, Brandon Miller, he was the number two overall pick. We yeah. know that he, if there's one thing about Brandon Miller, I could say, man, he, he's tough-minded, right? Everything that was going yeah. on in Alabama, and he was still able to go out there and ball out the way he did. What do you think he's going to bring to the table? He's already played a couple little summer league games there in Sacramento, and uh, he, he looked pretty good, turned the ball over, but that was expected early on. What do you think about Brandon Miller? Uh, he's got a, he's got some development to do, um, but he's got a, the ceiling with that. I mean, six nine guy who can handle and shoot, um, the, the, and, and his athleticism, his ceiling is incredibly high. Um, and I think that that's look he he's the perfect case of like, and, and there were plenty of people on Twitter kind of write him off because he had a rough first you know first game with the turnovers, didn't shoot, was a little less aggressive in the second game. What I really care about is what he looks like a year from now. Like, mm-hmm. if he comes back to summer league and plays, what does he look like? Or what does he look like not in November, but February? Like, how is he developing? How is he growing? So, and then how is that building year to year? Because I don't think it's going to be – what beyond is going to be kind of instant. Scoot Henderson is going to have highlights from day one because mm-hmm. – jump out of the gym. He's so athletic and so right. gifted. He's going to make some plays, right? Um 
And and by the way, summer league is like built for guys like Scoot Henderson. Yep. Like that that kind of athleticism and ball handling and attacking mindset in a pickup game is yeah he's just going to tear up summer league. So we'll see where I'm really curious where he develops, but I think it's going to be slower with Miller. I mean, the ceiling's incredibly high, but it's going to be a process. Yeah. He's going to be another one of those players that we definitely pay attention to him. Wimby scoot, as you mentioned, of course, scoot's got a lot on his plate with uh, Dame out of Portland uh, sooner rather than later. I'm assuming he's going to all of a sudden be the guy, but I think he's ready for it. He's excited about that opportunity. And Kurt, you mentioned uh, soccer and that you're a a soccer fan. One of the things that is being implemented in summer league is the in-game flopping. And the penalties for that, of course, yeah. flopping really, as you very well know, happens in soccer all the time. Do you do you think what they're trying to do in summer league? Do you think that that'll be a way to try to eliminate that in the NBA game? You know, I pulled a hammy while you were asking that question. I know that's right. Um, no, actually, I honestly, I think this is going to fail pretty miserably. Okay. Um, just my opinion, like it's it, they tried it in college, and if you talk to the people in college and. You know, around college basketball, they hated it and went away. And the problem is you're trying to judge intent. And you know, it's really easy if, you know, Chris Paul backs into Nikola Jokic and Jokic goes flying, right? Like, that's right. a flop, right? And sometimes, every once in a while, it's obvious it'd be nice to call it. But the guys who are really good at this, Marcus Smart, Chris Paul, James Harden, on and on, but like Smart's the best at it. Mm-hmm. It's not that there's no contact. It's exaggerated, and it's going to put referees in really tough spots. There was already one call the other day where a guy got called for flopping, and then they're watching the replay later, and they're like, he got elbowed in the face, man. (laughs) Was it a flop? So I think it's just – it's a good idea in concept. It's really hard to execute in practice on the fly Um, because everything we think at home is really obvious is tougher when you're in that spot. So I'm – I'm not. I would love for it to work. We desperately need to figure out something in the league, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that answer is. Well, it's going to be interesting. That's something that drives me crazy all the time. I'm like, like you said, yeah. I'm sitting at the house watching the game, and I'm like, that's a flop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's easy. It's it's it. Sometimes it's easier to tell. I think in person, it's going to depend on referee angles. Yeah. Like where is where is said referee on the court in comparison to the the incident? So. Again, the, the guys who are good at this are mm-hmm. really good at masking it. And I just, I don't think it, I'm just not sure it's going to work. I hope I'm wrong. I, I hope this works. But, and, and, you know, I think anything that can get Scott Foster more involved in a game <laughs> would be just great. <laughs> yeah. Said nobody at all. Well, Kurt, <laughs> fantastic stuff. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Um, trying to keep up with the pace of news. Um, and then I will, look, we'll have Wemby combo, com, content like everybody else. I will be out in Las Vegas. I, Perks of living in Southern California, I'm going to drive out in the morning rather nice. than be there tonight. But uh, I will be out there tomorrow through the weekend and into next week, and we'll, so we'll have a lot of summer league content as well. There's no doubt. Well, we'll see you at the Thomas and Mac. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We definitely appreciate you. Hey, anytime. Thanks. Thank you. Kurt Healan right there, NBCSports.com. You can find him on Twitter at Basketball Talk. And with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. 448 is the time. Ari's telling me that I need to take a break, so I'll take a break. Call number nine is what I'm looking for, 702-365-9200. Again, we're going to get you qualified to win four tickets to an Aviators game, which will get you that much closer to that four nights in New York City, a Broadway show, and $1,000 cash. Or if you win it and you don't want to take it, you can take $3,000 cash. Take the cash. Take the trip. It's your choice. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. 
Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Shout out to my man Marcelo. Got in to win the four aviator tickets, which gets him one step closer to NYC. So shout out to Marcelo. We'll give out a couple tomorrow. We'll do it maybe two or three times. Who knows? I might feel froggy. I might just leap. I will tell you real quick where I'll be tomorrow. Azilo Ultra Lounge inside the Sahara Las Vegas. Start your weekend off right. Pool party! Everybody jump in. I'm just saying. We will be out there. We had a hell of a time last time we were out there. We'll be out there again. I encourage everybody. Everybody in this pool. That's what I'm saying. Like, everybody get up in the pool. Azilo is going to be fun. Azilo Ultra Pool. Come on out, of course, 2 to 5. But you could be out there early. They open up at 10 a.m., 10 to 6. And it's free to get in. So there's no excuse. If it ain't free... It ain't me. So come on by. We'll have plenty of hookup for you. Uh, tickets. We'll have T-shirts. We'll have cups. We'll have koozies. We'll have hand sanitizer. Hell, we'll get you a drink if we need to. Whatever the case may be, just come on by and say, what up, though? That's all you got to say. What up, though? Just like that. And we'll have a good time. Kick off your weekend the right way. Pool party! <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Now, something we're going to try to bring to the table here each and every day, and this is Ari's responsibility and only Ari's responsibility is to hit us with the National Day of the Days or Day of the Year. I think that there's way too many of them, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave your responsibility. You're going to own this every day. This is how we close out the show with the National Day of the Year. Yep, and I'm also going to yell at you when the clock is uh, ticking and I need my time for this. Go on, do it. That's, hey, do it. <laughs> and also, I think you want to you wanna be mad at this, but you just can't. It's National Fried Chicken Day. Okay. I see nothing. No. You got nothing bad to say. I can't get mad at that. I can't National either. Fried Chicken Day, especially if you think about a spot like Joe's. Shout out Ooh, to Joe's. And you mentioned it the, the other mac day. Mac and how, cheese. Too. Yeah, mac and cheese. That thing sticks to your ribs. But oh. the fried chicken is fantastic. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. You know, but there's certain national days no, that are just totally dumb. Does. Oh, yeah. National, like, masking tape day. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Yep. Well, here's the best part. There's okay. also there's also a section that uh, says how to observe said days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me I about mean, it. this Speak one on is, you know, so it's life, like. Life, it's National Fried Chicken Day. Right. Well, if we, you're going to believe the stereotypes, <laughs> believe them all. <laughs> everybody loves that. Yeah, that's, everybody that's a, loves fried that's chicken. That's a misnomer. That is a myth. Everybody loves it. Uh, I know. Yeah, this is silly. You could just eat fried chicken, but um, it just says invite some friends over, make some fried chicken, and share some photos on social media using, because there's always an ulterior motive here, using the hashtag National Fried Chicken Day. Really? So, so yeah. we got to take pictures of us eating fried chicken? Yeah, you have to. That's the only I might way to be do. a little too greasy for <laughs> it's that. A little, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. But, but that is one day that I'd be willing to participate in for sure. I don't mind inviting the friends over. Masking tape, not so much. but Right. I don't mind, you know, coming on over and, and everyone eating some fried chicken. I'm always is good for some fried chicken. Yes, sir. I don't know about taking the pictures and tweeting them out. Or right. That's just not my thing. But yeah, hashtag same. National Fried Chicken Day. I'm not mad at that. Everybody go home and have some fried chicken and enjoy us. And then enjoy us tomorrow Jump at Azilo Ultra Lounge inside the pool. It's a pool party! Radio Nation Radio 920.